want to start off by telling you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. We've had several DNVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental over the years and make them their permanent family dentist, and they've reached out and let us know how great their experience was, and they thanked us for leading them to such a wonderful practice. There's nothing more rewarding than hearing that from our listeners, so tell us your experience if you've made the switch. And if you don't know, Green Mountain Dental Group is in Lakewood. They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area. They're big-time Colorado sports fans, just like all of us at DMVR, but also they will take care of your teeth, and they'll take care of you. Our sales director, Lindsay, had her wisdom teeth removed at Green Mountain Dental and said it was literally the best dentist experience of her life. They sent a personal card to her after she became a new patient, and they called and checked up on her a few days later. That's the kind of personal service they'll give you at Green Mountain Dental. And if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam today, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. It's a great toothbrush. It's the only one I use at home. It'll promote good brushing habits. You won't want to use anything else. That's not just a throwaway freebie. That's something that means something to you. Green Mountain Dental is a longtime DMVR partner. They show us love, so show them some love. They're only 15 minutes from downtown Denver, and they want you to know that the first step to good health is by taking care of your mouth. So remember, get a cleaning, x-ray, and exam at Green Mountain Dental and receive that free Sonicare toothbrush today. Let's start the show. Into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this terrific Thursday. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my guy, Ryan Koningsberg and Andrew Mason. And before we hop into this game day show, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. Over at MSU Denver Online, you get the best education while continuing to live your life. And one of the things that MSU Denver Online has done is they have mastered the art of online learning. Pun definitely intended, where you can probably learn some puns over at MSU Denver, but they went to online learning before the rest of the world did. So they got a huge head start on everyone else. They have mastered it. So make sure to check them out. They have so many classes, seven over 750 classes, and you get the exact same education online as you do in person. And you get that same degree as well. So check them out over at MSU Denver online. My boys, what is up, man? Great vibes again today. Great vibes today. Yeah, we're, uh, we're getting closer to the weekend, um, and I'm so excited for this home opener. Like, uh, I think Justin Simmons said it best. He's like, I don't know the last time I've been this excited for a game in Denver. That's how I feel. Uh, I really, like, I just feel like the fans deserve this one, uh, you know, going through so much to get a 2-0 and team coming home against an, a team that they should beat. It just feels like all is right. There's Broncos buzz. I was getting my hair cut yesterday, and my Literally barber was talking about Yes. Uh, my barber was talking about like how his girlfriend is like, you know, she's like, 
she's always kind of been a Broncos fan, but she's like really into it this year. It's just like, it feels like all is right in the world. You know, when, when things are going right, damn near every person in Colorado is a Broncos fan. And it feels like there's a little bit of that in the air right now. You think it's, there's a lot of buzz this week. If they win Sunday, wait for seven days from now when the buzz is building for a really big game. That's going to make the feelings and all the good feelings this week, it's going to make them feel, you know, just like nothing by comparison. And that's, that's the sort of thing. Maybe this is kind of hope the Broncos take care of business, that this is the, the appetizer for the real main course, a real tough opponent coming in. Don't want to look past this game, but if you get it done, the reward is the biggest game in Broncos country in, it, in probably five years at least. And, I mean, speaking of a party that it's going to be, we're going to have a party just outside of the stadium right before the game. And Logan has a question about it because, of course, we're hosting the tailgate. Uh, it's starting at 11 a.m. on Sunday right outside uh, the Broncos Stadium on the west side. 20 bucks for all-you-can-eat pizza. We're going to have tons of Breck Brew. You get the great company. It's going to be the place to be. And then 30 bucks if you want a ride from the bar. We'll have a party bus going from the bar down to the tailgate. You'll get into the tailgate, and then it'll bring you back. It's the best deal out there. And Logan wants to know, morning, guys. Would it be cool if I brought my little brother to the tailgate on Sunday? It's his first Broncos game since we lost to the Chiefs in 2015. It would be super cool if you brought him. You know, just hop on uh, dnvrlocker.com, get your get your ticket to the tailgate for you and your bro, and uh, come have a blast. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's, it's going to be so much fun. And the game, guys, it should be full of fireworks and full of parties because the Broncos, believe it or not, are the biggest favorite in the NFL this week. They're like minus 550 on DraftKings. They're over 10-point favorites. The line's kind of fluctuating between 10, 10 and and 11 over this past week. They're the biggest favorites. This couldn't have been a better start to the season for the Broncos. I know they've played easy opponents. They get another one this week, but they have not just one, but they have won in convincing fashion and have convinced the the rest of the world. Like, look, the, these guys, they can beat teams by double digits, and we're comfortable making them double-digit point favorites. Uh, th- this is off to a better start than anyone could have imagined. Yeah, seeing the Broncos as double-digit favorites in this game is a little bit alarming, I think, at first. <laughs> but here's what I'll tell you, and this goes back to last season with the Jets. Uh, Dre and I on the bet show – the beginning of last season, we're saying, hey, look, the Jets are god-awful. I mean, terrible. And eventually, betters are going to catch on to that and just start fading them at every opportunity. So get in on these lines now, is what we were saying last year, because eventually it's going to go over two touchdowns. They're just continuing to get it blown out. Well, they're worse, because their quarterback play has gotten significantly yeah. worse. And they're – like. So the same, I, I believe in the same uh, process that I was using last year with this team because eventually those spreads went up to 16, 17. I think it was 18 and a half when they played the Chiefs. Um, so I'm saying you're actually getting this at a great discount because the public is still not out on Zach Wilson. Yeah, and Zach Wilson is out on himself, guys. He's just, he's trying to be like a Hall of Fame quarterback 
in his first couple games in the league. He's trying to put everything on his shoulders, and he's saying, my arm's better than the NFL defenses. And we saw that last week. I mean, just throwing balls up that just don't make any sense. Uh, I think he he's really going to need to take a step back in order to take a step forward, but he has not taken that step back. He still thinks he's at BYU uh, playing against these smaller schools where he can just let his arm dominate and, and not his mind. I think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback, but guys, this is something that the Broncos right now should be able to take advantage of in a huge huge way now DraftKings doesn't have this prop up right now but Ryan you're pretty good at setting lines what do you think they would set the line at for for Zach Wilson total turnovers in this game man um I mean they would have to hedge it and do like one and a half right they wouldn't do two and a half it'd be it'd be too easy to to take the under there yeah I was gonna say two and a half what do you think Mace uh I gotta go two so yeah. if it's two, then what are you doing? Are you playing for the push? Or are you just, are you uh, just saying two? Or are you are you being risky and saying that there's he's going to have more than two turnovers or less? Well, I mean, I'm honestly, and maybe I'm being too cautious here, but when you have a game like Zach Wilson had, what do you think they've been coaching him on this week? They're probably trying to maybe overcorrect a little bit, and so I think you might see an overly cautious Zach Wilson. And so I think push and maybe even maybe even under here just because they're going to say, okay, let's try to fix this part of, of your game. And it may mean not taking the same kind of shots downfield, even if they fall behind, but they're thinking of a long-term process with Zach Wilson. And so when an issue comes up, fix that before you move on to the next thing. Man, I got to say, if they only have – one interception here or one turnover off Zach Wilson, it'd be a little disappointing unless it comes in in a game where Zach Wilson does literally absolutely nothing and the Jets score under 10 points. But let's say the Jets score 14 points. The, the you know, you, you beat them by less than the spread and you only have one interception off Zach Wilson. Man, that that would be disappointing in my mind. This is a game that you are supposed to dominate. Now, am I saying that we're going to come in here on Monday after a win and be so disappointed in, in, in the Broncos after a win? No, but uh, as it's stressed, as in the comment section says, I need to see a blowout to be completely confident going into week four. I'm not right there yet, but I, I want to see this defense dominate an, a, a, a bad team again. I just want to see them move in the right direction um, because as I've been saying all week, this is the end of second preseason. Um, the Broncos were very, very lucky that they got six preseason games and three of them count towards making the playoffs. Um, so to me, continuing an upward trajectory is the main goal this week. And I actually think you might see low interception numbers from, uh, from Zach Wilson for the same reason Mace mentioned they're just trying to coach him all week hey you got to know what you're looking at you got to know what you're looking at you got to know what you're looking at because i thought that was the biggest problem what i think is going that is going to result in is more sacks um i think hammer the over on broncos sacks in this because i think that he's going to be a little bit less confident in what he's looking at and hold the ball you know a tick longer which is going to allow malik reed von miller draymond jones shelby harris maybe even jonathan cooper uh to get home and again I'd almost, if I was coaching him, I'd almost rather him continue slinging it out there for the long-term development of him 
then starts building the seeds of doubt in his head and making him overthink what he thinks he sees. Man, well, you don't need to give uh, Zach Wilson any any reason to hold on to the ball any longer and get sacks. He's already been sacked 10 times in two games, five times a game. If you're saying the Broncos are going to not get as many uh, uh, interceptions as other teams have off him, and they're going to get more sacks, I mean, we're talking about a beastly day. We're talking about a Teddy Bridgewater type day, and what I'm referring to is last time Teddy Bridgewater played in Mile High, the first thing he remembers is getting sacked seven times to a deafening yeah. crowd that's probably the type of game we're talking about for zach wilson if, if the if there's no interceptions and it's still a very successful game on defenses we're talking about seven sacks maybe we yeah. are but but here's the thing it zach wilson has some running ability which he showed a little bit of last week did not really show it in week one if you're the jets coaches maybe you're telling zach wilson all right i want you to make a decision quickly either if, there, if there's an open man, short to intermediate, get it there. If not, take off, get down and slide. I think we might see a lot of Zach Wilson runs in this game. They, they may not be explosive runs unless everything is wide open defensively, but just him kind of getting out of the pocket to because then that also takes care of the sack thing because he's trying to he's he's waiting too long, he's lingering too long in the pocket. So get him to make a decision and make a commitment quickly. And that it may not be sexy, but that may be the thing that they do to try to get, to get Zach Wilson off the ground a little bit, it, so metaphorically Mason, and literally. I, I think that's a, that's a great idea for the jets to do. And everyone knew how, uh, how physically gifted Zach Wilson was both with his arm and with his legs. Uh, now, do either of you know his rushing stats through the first two games? Don't look it up. No. Mesa's looking it up. Okay. No, I'm guess, guessing. I'm uh, guess three, what he's the, in the first two games combined. In three terms carries of for 19 yards. He cheated. He cheated. I didn't he cheat. No, cheat. no, I, I looked it up yesterday. Cheat. That's exactly what okay, right. no, right. no, no, I looked it up yesterday because because I was curious because I was looking Why up. Why didn't you let me guess? He, well, because <laughs> I knew I was right. Because I because I was looking into this because I wanted and I, I I'm try I was trying to think, I didn't know that Zach Wilson had not run at all against the Panthers. And so I saw what he did against the Jets. So that's and that's why it's also on my mind is because with Wilson, part of the reason you drafted him was his mobility, right? Mm. So yep, yep. Take advantage of that while he's still learning how to be a pro a pro passer. I I think there's been a I don't want to say that the, the, the Jets are flawed in what they're in what they're doing, but I feel like they need to focus on getting Wilson on his feet a little bit and let him learn all the aspects of quarterbacking but in the moment give him a reason to have some confidence and give him and and find a way to make it easier for him in coverage and if he does show more of that threat on the ground you're going to see more teams account for that in in their coverage and that's going to eventually open things up for him as a passer so i kind of i'm i'm questioning the the jets methodology here is what i'm saying so if I'm Vic Fangio, first of all, I think that this team really wants to put on a show for the home fans. I don't think you're going to see them play a vanilla game plan um, uh, just because they don't have to. Um, I think you're going to see them throw out some things that you haven't seen yet this year. If I'm Vic Fangio, what I'm doing in this game is I'm actually making it easy for Zach Wilson early to know what he's looking at because I'm sending big blitzes early, six, seven guys coming after him. 
and he's getting man, you know, man coverage across the board in other areas. And he starts to think like, okay, I'm looking at man, I'm looking at man. Then I'm mixing. And then as soon as he oh. thinks he's, he's, he knows what he's looking at. That's when I'm coming in with, you know, the dropping off the line and rolling coverages and, you know, coming down, like all the, all the stuff that you talk about when you're going up against a young rookie quarterback. But I want to, I want to make him think he knows what he's looking at first, rather than trying to confuse him from the first snap, bring the pressure early, which is something the Broncos haven't really done yet. Um, and then, then start to throw him the mix ups. And you know, if you want to, uh, I'm still against it all these years later, but if you want to drop Bob Miller into coverage and those sort of, you know, little confusing things that you're trying to do for him, um, do it a little bit later, by the way, you mentioned Teddy getting sacked a bunch and, you know, uh, them coming after him when he came in 2015. Did you see the stats about Teddy this year when teams come after him the, against the blitz? It, they're fantastic. Yes. Our friend Nick Cosmider tweeted this out yesterday Verse five or more rushers this season, Teddy Bridgewater, 17 of 17, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 148.2 rating, and two sacks. Literally almost couldn't be any better than that. And, I mean, that just speaks to the veteran presence that he is. Literally the calm guy in the pocket that we see is exactly what it translates to in the stats. Now, Ryan, on the complete flip side of that, did you see the stat about what opposing quarterbacks are so far? So Daniel Jones and Trevor Trevor Lawrence, when Vic Fangio blitzes, do you know their passer rating? No, I don't. Zero. A uh... perfect zero. So, I mean, how about that formula? The Broncos will win a ton of games, and you're uh, – your MVP bet might cash out and the Broncos uh, winning the AFC West might cash out. If this continues, that teams are really bad when they, when the Broncos pressure them and uh, Bridgewater's the best quarterback in the league when he is pressured, just really quick. Got to give a shout out to the real Pepe Silvia says flying in from El Paso, Texas. Can't wait to tailgate. Can't wait to see you there. It's going to be so much fun guys. Hell yeah. That's going to be awesome. Can't wait to see you. Um, that is crazy. And I have to give a little bit of credit to Vic Fangio because in the preseason, when he compared the Broncos TB to the Buccaneers TB, I rolled my eyes to the high heavens. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't have rolled my eyes any harder. And so far, especially in those situations, it kind of looks similar. That, that touchdown to Noah Fant um, where he just kind of looks out there. I think that they have, I can't remember if they had four or five wide, but he looks out at his matchups. He sees that, you know, they're playing off over there and he's like, oh, we've got this outright. Like it was so, that had Tom Brady written all over it. Take this easy completion, let your playmaker make a play and roll into the end zone. And the fact that he's so good against pressure so far, again, I'm not saying he is him, but at the very least, I can say that Vic Fangio, in that very specific comparison he made, you know, he maybe didn't deserve as much of an eye roll as I gave him. Well, and he was talking about, when he was talking about that, he was talking about like pocket manipulation and how some people can manipulate the pocket by stepping up and running for 10 yards after or getting out of the pocket. And obviously Tom Brady doesn't do that. And Teddy Bridgewater in these first two games, say what you will about the opponent, he has been as comfortable 
as a Pro Bowl quarterback, as an all-pro quarterback, just in terms of its comfortability. And then, like you said, with those stats, Ryan, it's also proving on the field as well. And look beyond just the stats when he's getting pressured. 120 passer rating, best QBR in the league, four touchdowns, no interceptions. It's translating in every single aspect. He's actually got a higher passer rating under pressure than Tom Brady so far this season. Than everyone, I I would imagine, right? He is, according to Pro Football Focus, when he is when he is pressured, his passer rating is sixth best, one twenty one point nine behind Matthew Stafford, Jalen Hurts, Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson, Tyrod Taylor. But the interesting thing, usually with quarterbacks, most of them have obviously end up being better with a clean pocket than under pre- than under pressure. Right now, Teddy, his under pressure rating is one twenty one point nine. And then his clean pocket rating, I believe, is uh, right around 119. He's basically the same quarterback, whether you pressure him, pressure him or not pressure him. Yep. It's remarkable. Yeah. Yep. It, yeah. it really has been. The way that he is willing to just stand in the pocket until the whole thing starts wrapping around him is wild to me. It's like the most fearless, uh, it's like the most fearless uh, approach I've ever seen in the, in the pocket. He literally will just stand there. To the point where he'll stiff arm his own offensive lineman that's just getting <laughs> yes. backed into him. And he's like, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. Okay, there they are. Now I'll move. And usually by that point, the edges have gone behind him and he has a little lane to sneak out of. Um, way to go, you know. Got the super chat yeah. to, to take the Packer sleeve off the side. That is impressive. That's impressive. I didn't even think about that this morning. But Mace man. was just paid four ninety nine to take the Packer sleeve off his uh, his ball soda can. Well, uh, yeah. and, you'll, you'll uh, be happy at the next one is not uh, Packers. It's Atlanta. Uh, oh, we may we may have another super chat coming in to tell you to take that one off too. <laughs> yeah. We, we got to get you uh, some Colorado ones. A quick, a little quick note here that. Maybe you guys will think it's cool. Last night when we were flying into Phoenix, um, last trip for us here for a while at least uh, into Phoenix, we flew directly over Chase Field while they were playing. It was like yeah. the coolest thing ever. Like all the lights were on and I could see there was a Braves guy on the Jumbotron. Like he was clearly at bat. I thought that was the coolest thing. Uh, it was that weird because so there was cool. no one in the stands, but, you know, that's a different problem. It's, yeah, it's one of the best is... final approaches that you have. Like, like mm-hmm. Phoenix and Sandia in San Diego, because you come so close to downtown in both places and you can kind of see if it, like, I think San Diego, one of the approaches to the runway is literally like you can see Petco park as well. Yep. In yeah. Much the that's, same what, way. that's, that's awesome though. I know. And we were like turning too. So yeah. I was just like looking directly down into the stadium. I was kind of <laughs> taking a picture. Did maybe, you get to see maybe, a, uh, a strike or a hit or anything? No, the way that it kind of was angled was like I couldn't see the plate. I could only really see the outfield. Oh, I was going to say maybe you saw the moment where Adam Duvall had his bag on second base and wasn't tagged but was still called out by replay. Uh, yeah, I saw your tweet about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's let's get to one more Super Chat really quick coming yeah. in from Will. He says, random question. As young media moguls, who do you guys admire at the national level? I like Bill Simmons, Rosillo, PMT guys, and sometimes Coward. How about you? Man, it's a really good question. I have a ton that I really love. Um, and I, I, I just take in a, a, you know, a lot of that stuff. Um, the number one guy for me has always been Scott Van Pelt. I really admire Scott. Um, I think especially when he used to do radio show, he did a great job of making a community out of his team. Um, and I thought that was awesome. Um, and then these days I really, really love Mina Kimes too. Um, 
those are two that are just like right at the top of mind right now. But there's so many people doing doing awesome work um, that you know I just try I try to learn a little bit from everyone whenever I catch one of those shows. Without a doubt, someone that that I've always really liked, uh, and and there, there's a lot of people in in this local market as well. But since you asked for national people, uh, Dan Patrick, I think Dan Patrick yeah. on his own is fantastic. But then look what he does with his show. It's like you're hanging out with your friends, yeah. and, and they're giving each other crap left and right. And that's what we try to do here, and it, it makes you feel part of the group. And uh, and you know, I, I hope that's that's something that we're really able to do as well. Yeah, I mean, he, he will mentions Bill Simmons and kind of what he was able to do with his brand is tremendous. And uh, from a business perspective, I think some of his content is absolutely loathsome, but what Clay Travis built over at Outkick in terms of that audience, again, I, I, I agree with like 0.01% of his takes on things. And I think, and I think he's, you know, just trying to push buttons, but at the same time building something out of nothing yet, ha- the business side, I have to, I have to give him some props for. Yeah, and if you're going down, that, if you're going down that road, you would probably say the same thing about Barstool. Again, you yes. know, the, yeah. you you have your differences, but when you look at the the audience and mm-hmm. um, the the community, honestly, that they've built, also very impressive. Yeah, you have right, to. Guys. I mean, you can respect can respect the game, what they do, and without respecting, you know, certain aspects of it. Well, this this yeah. uh, Broncos pick segment is certainly going to be sponsored by Jordan Kennedy. Huge shout out to wow. our guy Jordan Kennedy coming in with huge super chats here. W- without any question, anything to say, Jordan, we really appreciate that, man. That yeah. is awesome. That's incredible, man. That That's really, really special. So really appreciate the support. I think yes, that's our, they- our record for us. Yes, I definitely think so in just like five minutes. So thank you so much, Jordan. Let's get to the Jordan Kennedy Broncos picks here (laughs) coming in. Uh, Guys, how do we think this game is going to go right now at DraftKings Sportsbook? The Broncos are 10.5-point favorites, and the Broncos are minus 590. That is just incredible. But guys, what's the final score of this game going to be? I'll go first here. Um, man, I, I hate to do a very similar score to what I gave out last week, but I felt like I was it, it, the, the score I gave out last week should have been close to the actual score. I'm going to go lower on the Jets points, uh, same on Broncos points. Broncos 31-10. Broncos 31-10. You're kidding me, Ryan. I mean, I should have gone first because literally last week I took your pick. You just took my pick, so I'll change it up. But Mace, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I hate to say this because I do feel the same way I did with that Giants game four years ago. And, of course, we know how that turned out. I don't think lightning is going to, uh, is going to, is going to strike twice. However... You look at at this Jets offense and where it stands right now. Um, you go back to last year; they haven't broken 14 points uh, in four of their last six games. They only have 20 points on the season, and I I struggle to see how they're going to consistently move the ball in this game. That being said, I think the Broncos will kind of have will have a workmanlike performance against a Jets defense that is you know that. It has a lot of youth in the secondary, but it's strong up front. I mean, Quinn and Williams is probably going to make some plays against the Broncos' interior defensive line. So I'm going with Broncos 24, Jets 7. 
Oh, so still a really good cover there, but the yeah. under there. And I'm going 27 to 10. The Broncos defense absolutely dominates the Jets, but this Jets defense only giving up 22 points a game. They're in the top 10. It's a better defense than because their team is really bad uh, and they're not really a threat to beat the Broncos. We kind of overlook their defense a bit. So the Broncos are going to have to wait again to hit that 30 point mark. But guys, at the end of the day, no one's going to be complaining about a 17 point win so there you go three and oh is what we have them going to all three of us picking the broncos all three of us saying that the broncos are gonna go to three and oh the vibes will be great here sunday after the game the vibes will be great on monday and man that baltimore game is going to be huge and speaking of great vibes got to remind you guys again one more time about the tailgate that's going to just be awesome this weekend head to dnvrlocker.com to grab your tickets again if you if you're already driving down there you're already ubering down there and you just want to go to the tailgate 20 bucks to get unlimited sexy pizza breckenridge beer a fantastic time if you want to want to ride down there save yourself some money from an uber or with parking 30 bucks gets you a ride down there a ride home where you'll end at the bar which is going to just be great vibes we'll be there doing a post game pod and then you'll also get the pizza and the beer no better place to be so make sure to check it out at dnvr locker and of course sign up to become a member of ours where you'll get a free shirt and make it the teddy shirt because he's got that strut going on. The Broncos are going to be all about that attitude this weekend. Love it. And you mentioned the beers. Um, the official beer of DNVR is Breckenridge Brewery. And, man, they have so many good ones. Um, what's the weather looking like Sunday? Have we, have we looked at that? Is it a hot day? I think it's like 86 and sunny. I mean, it is oh. like the, the perfect first home game. Wow. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, 86 and sunny, that's strawberry sky weather, if you ask me. Uh, but also, they've got Breck Lager, Summer Pills. Really been enjoying the Summer Pills lately. Um, trying to get, you know, those summer beers in. And, of course, all the good companies, the good company Lemonade. They have so, so much great stuff over there at Breckenridge Brewery. And they just love to supply us with this stuff for the tailgate. So we'll have buckets on buckets on buckets of beer. And like you said, um, once you pay your entry fee, you, you, you got access to those buckets. So come down, enjoy it, get in on the best. And yes, um, I don't want to say all you can drink because that sounds like a challenge. Um, but you can have many strawberry skies. That's why uh, I went yes, with just Palisade all you can Beach, eat. We, that's why I can, all, all you can eat is what I went with last night in the tweet. So I wasn't sure if we were trying to like encourage all you could drink. I mean, it's, it's a long day. It's a hot day. And by yeah. the way, when you say summer pills, the older you get, the more that the phrase summer pills changes a little bit. And that brings us to Manscaped. We're not talking about <laughs> Sometimes I wasn't picking need, it up. Yeah, Sorry, you, you might need pills in that uh, in that area, and uh, that's okay. Oh, wow. But you know what? If you're taking summer, winter, or fall, or spring pills, and uh, you want to make sure everything is clean down there for uh, what the pills are doing, check out Manscaped. Autumn is in the air. The pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming, if you know what we're saying. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand-new fourth-generation performance package. Get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap in the fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for that fall package and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR. Of course, you're going to 
get the fourth generation trimmer, which features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to their advanced skin safe technology has that 4,000 K led light when you need it for a more precise shave. Plus it's waterproof. And that performance package also includes the weed whacker to chop your worst weeds up, topping your nose and ear. That's another thing that happens when you get older, you start growing hair, where you don't want it, and you start losing hair where you want it up top. And the performance package will make sure that the areas you don't want hair, you're not going to have it. You don't want to have the sound of, of when you breathe through your nose, of the sound of it whistling because you have nose hair. <laughs> so check out the Weed Whacker to make sure you take care of that. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Take advantage of that new fall package they've got. That's code DNVR for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. I was going to say, you know, uh, Teddy Bridgewater says that he could go into the jungle and come out with a fur coat. Don't make your girlfriend do that. <laughs> oh, wow. Make the jungle a nice place, not a scary place. Oh, my gosh. Or wife. <laughs> yeah, very true. And speaking of scary places, guys, we're going to take a trip around the AFC West to make our picks. But first, we got to go to a very scary place and look at our week, our yearly standings. Hey, uh, Ryan, let's go. <laughs> Ryan is in first place now with a three and two record. Uh, he had a he, of course, got Mace and I last week because he picked the Cowboys to beat the Chargers, and that in fact did happen. You guys for years now have make it, have been making it so easy on me, picking the constantly picking the Chargers to win. They don't win. Mm. So I think I know where you're going to go with this pick for the AFC West this week. Of course, we're traveling around the AFC West in this awesome Broncos plane, which uh, is that what the Broncos plane looks like? Do they have a blue and orange plane? No, they don't. They don't. They, yeah, the, they don't have the, the Pats plane, unfortunately. The private plane that they have when they're doing job, you know, player job interviews and they're going to pro days, it's got a little orange and blue paint like stripes on it. But then when they travel on trips, it's just a regular plain Jane United Airlines livery. So well, nothing plain Jane about about our plane to take a trip. We're first going to Kansas City where the one and what this graphic is incorrect, but that's okay. Where the one and one. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The one and one Kansas City Chiefs, the dweller of the AFC. I mean, this is just a a battle of the two last place teams in the AFC where the Chargers are going into Kansas City. Chargers, guys, six and a half point underdogs. We're not picking this against the spread on here. We're just going straight up, but just want to throw that out there. So, I mean, is this easy, guys? I mean, Ryan, you want to surprise us all and pick the Chargers here? Absolutely not. Um, Yeah, the Chargers aren't going to get this done. Uh, I would like the over in this game, though. I don't know what it's set up, but I bet you I bet you Justin Herbert does put up some points. Okay, well, Um, let's let let's guess the over. This is something that you guys do on DNVR bets. Guess what the over under is right now. Okay, uh, I'm going to say 50 and a half. (laughs) <laughs> four off 54 and a half you still like the over yeah i do uh, i think both teams score yeah well yeah i think the, the the chiefs will take care of their portion uh and score 31 um and then the chargers will just need to score 24 that that sounds about right for the score actually 31 24 yep. 
Yep, that does, and that's exactly what Vegas is saying it's going to be. Yep. Uh, so you you would also like the Chiefs to cover, but maybe not that confident. Yeah, I mean the Chiefs still don't look like a finished product to me, um, and they can't really run the ball. They don't have the same weapons that they always have. Obviously, losing Sammy Watkins. Um, so yeah, I, I think they're they're gonna have to work up to it, but they're still gonna score a lot of points because Patrick Mahomes is insane. Yep. Yep. I, uh, Mace, do you agree? You know what? I mean, I keep finding myself thinking about the fact that, uh, the chargers have beaten the chiefs in arrowhead twice in the last three years. That being said, you don't really count the game that took place last January. The chiefs were playing their scrub. They're just trying to rest guys for the playoffs. Um, I've got to see more from the chargers before I think that Justin Herbert and company, going against a full-strength Chiefs team can get it done. And we are talking about a straight-up pick here, so I got to go Kansas City. Mm, Mace, I'm curious what your pick against the spread is going to be. And, guys, you can catch yeah. that on our weekly article called Broncos Pick'em that we drop uh, on Friday or Saturday where we do these picks against the spread as well. And don't worry, we're keeping track over there. We, we got to put some wager on these as well. We'll figure that out maybe even before next week and, and get that going. Oh, man. Do I start chasing? Is it too early to start chasing now? Absolutely. Boy, you got to chase. Now, you're, you're way behind. Now I'd be able to get a game on Ryan and Mace. This would be too good. And I would do it if Kansas City didn't lose last week. But mm. I, I can't. With, with them losing last week, they're... I, I feel sorry for whoever has to play them this week at home as well. That's just going to be too tough. Mm, man, I want to. I just I can't start chasing this early. But so we're all there. The Chargers, though, guys, going to be one and two. And speaking of bets, that looks bad for my bet where I said they were going to have 12 or more wins. They'll still they'll get hot. The, the, Did I they'll bet get you hot. Bet? Was that a pizza bet? Yeah, exactly. 11 if they're 10 or under, I owe you. If they're 12 or more, you owe me 11's a push. Well, you might be feeling pretty nervous, Zach, because if they don't uh, get started here, you know, after the Chiefs, they play the Raiders, then they have Cleveland, and then they're at Baltimore. So, I mean, you're looking at the Chargers, I think they're two and four is a legit possibility. But then after the bye, they go New England, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Denver, and then down the stretch, Cincinnati, Giants, Chiefs, Houston, Denver, and the Raiders. They're they're probably their thinking is they get hot late and maybe thinking in terms of going five and one in those last six. Right, so exactly. And you might you be know nervous what? on this for a while, Zach. You know what, Ryan? I'll be I'll be happy to pay that bet if I don't hit and if I'm wrong about that. So no issue there. But guys, Mace, you mentioned they have to play the Raiders and just how tough of a game is that? Because this Raiders game this weekend against the Miami Dolphins with a backup quarterback, the Miami Dolphins just that just got beat 35-0. to zero. The Raiders at home, the 2-0 Raiders, with all of those things stacked in their favor, four-and-a-half-point favorites. I mean, guys, what, what am I missing here? I mean, I, I think that the Raiders should easily win this game. I, I feel like Vegas and DraftKings is just handing out free money by only putting that line at four and a half. Am I crazy? Two words, trap game. Oh. Mm. This is a classic trap game for the Raiders. And also, you, you think even though the Dolphins, they have to go to their backup, Jacoby Brissett, and he took uh, 
he took a football right in the groin yesterday in practice as was <laughs> captured by a, one of the local videographers. Miami's looking for a bounce back. The Raiders, they like we just said, they've got the Chargers right after this, so it's a division game. Could and it's another Monday Night Football game after this. Everything points to a letdown potentially here, but I th- I think the Raiders are a bit different than past Raider teams, unfortunately for Broncos country. So I've got the Raiders getting it done at home against Miami. So you build this case for a trap game, but then you say it's yeah. not one. Well, I'm just trying to, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to point out, I'm pointing out why you might look at this point spread here and say, oh, it's like, cause you're talking about it only being four and a half points. I think that thinking is going into it and you can't blame people for not believing in the Raiders given their historic form. No, and 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 if I mean if this was the Chiefs and they were four and a half point underdogs or something, I would totally, totally get that. Mm-hmm. It just, I mean, Miami is seems like things are falling apart. They're just waiting for Deshaun Watson to to come and save them at this point. So I I have to go the Raiders, uh, and I think this is going to be a game where they go to three and zero. I'm not saying they're for real though. I'm just saying that. Um, you know, they, they do have very two impressive wins under their belt right now. This is the worst team that they've played, uh, and this team that they're playing has the worst circumstances going into this game. So, unfortunately, Raiders win this game. However, they're still not real in my mind. Yep, here's where I get you guys on one again. Um, yes, I love it. My favorite thing about – well, well, I don't know if it's my favorite thing, but when you're picking things in the NFL, you just have to do things that make you uncomfortable or else you won't win. Um, And this makes me uncomfortable, but I think what you're actually going to see is that Jacoby Brissett opens up the Dolphins offense, maybe even a little bit more than Tua. Um, I hate this. Especially especially with his arm strength. Uh, I think he's got a little bit more of a a lively arm than Tua has. I think he gets the ball down the field a little bit more. And I think you just see a stumble game from the Raiders. They're just they're just due for one. Um, they usually, you know, they, they, they always have a couple. Well, John Gruden's known to have some bad game plans, lay some eggs. I think this is, this is one right here. Here's one thing to consider, though. Like, Jacoby Brissett historically has a really high sack rate. Like, for example, in 2017, when he started all 15 games in Indianapolis, no quarterback was sacked more often uh, than, than he was, and he's already been sacked you know, four times in 44 dropbacks this year. And does that play into the Raiders' strength, which is their their D-line and, and their pass rush? That's their strength? <laughs> no the one Raiders? was saying that before the season. Yeah, it, it looks like a strength through true games. They're generating a lot of pressure. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, potentially, yes. Um, but... If that's their strength, I'm way le- I'm afraid I'm le- afraid of them less. I think their strength is honestly Derek Carr when he plays well. Well, um, we know, but we knew that was going to be there. But yeah, the D line yeah. has been something of a revelation, and we're not sitting here saying the Raiders are going to be a great defense because there are issues on the on the back end as well. But if you have that offense with that many targets and Carr just getting the ball to the open man, and then a defense that generates pressure, if the Raiders are it's kind of the whole thing of what happens if you play from ahead, right? You turn the pass rush loose. So, you know, it's actually an equation that really might work for this to be a very good team. You know, what's funny is the Broncos, basically every time you see the Broncos play Derek Carr, 
they will play this little cat and mouse game with him well, the, where they just invite him to throw short. You know, yep. If you want to throw two, three yards, we'll let you do it all day. Both of the first two teams that have faced him have tried to go after him. Uh, and he, like, he, you know, he doesn't have the biggest arm in the world. He's not the best athlete, but he is a guy who can rip it deep. Like, and he's very accurate when he does so. When you invite him to do that, it just doesn't – we hate watching those Broncos Raiders games because it's so frustrating watching him complete – 23 of 26 passes or something. Uh, but these first two games have really uh, turned me on to the fact that uh, the Broncos actually know what they're doing when they, when they play. And they just say, you know, they invite him to do what he wants to do and feel like if they can get him in third and four, third and five, then they can win that down. Well, and when they do that, Ryan, they're 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 giving him an extremely high completion percentage. I think he even set a record against the Broncos. He, he's doing eighty-five plus, and you're right, that's so frustrating. But they're holding him to significantly under three hundred yards. They're holding him in the two hundred yard range. The drives are taking a long time, which just makes for more room for error from their running backs to fumble it. Uh, and he's not getting sacked, so there are some frustrating things. But look at Derek Carr this year. Speaking to your point, Ryan Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady, I think, has the fifth most passing yards in the NFL right now. And he has like 630 passing yards, which is insane through two games to be the fifth most. And it's over 300 a game. Derek Carr leads the NFL in passing yards at 814. I mean, what? That is insane. If you could have got those odds on DraftKings Sportsbook before the season started, that he'd be averaging over 400 yards per game, you would be rich right now. So, and look, it's translated to success. And maybe this is the Derek Carr that John Gruden's always wanted. And maybe this is why they drafted Henry Ruggs. As they said, yeah, we're Derek, we know you're, you're uh, you know, you like to throw it short, but we we think you have a little more in you. So let's get let's give you this big weapon, and then alongside Darren Waller, Rugs is key because he got Rugs involved last week. He had a career high five receptions, and of course had the touchdown. And you get him going, and that opens so many things up for this offense. And that's why I what the Raiders did in Week One was good. I was much more impressed with what they did against a very good Pittsburgh defense, and much more impressed by the fact that Henry Ruggs was the difference maker in that game. That's what that that that's the game changer for that offense. Is if you get Rugs involved, the the Raiders have never lost when Rugs has scored a touchdown. Problem is, he only has three career touchdowns. They need more of that. Yeah, and, and again, you know, incredible. you go you go back to the way Baltimore played him. I thought that was so dumb. Like uh, they just kept saying, like just saying, like we're gonna go zero coverage. And I was like, it's not like they don't have guys that can win out there. You know, like. Like, those are good receivers. Henry Ruggs is legit. Darren Waller is incredible. I, I, I didn't understand. And it's not like the Ravens have this incredible lockdown secondary. I was, I was so befuddled by that game plan. It made no sense to me. And the good thing is, is I think the Broncos will be able to shut down the Raiders a lot more than these other teams have. Uh, and if you want to get in on Ryan's underdog pick of the Dolphins, not just covering the spread, but beating uh, the uh, the Raiders this weekend. Or guys, really quick, what do you what do you think the uh, the game is tonight? I mean. This is looking like a great start for the Carolina Panthers, right? I mean, you have the Panthers going into Houston playing, who is it, Davis Mills at quarterback? Sounds like a golfer. 
Oh my yes. gosh! Yeah. And so, so let let's pick this game really quick. Doesn't have to be included, but uh, or uh, Carolina eight point favorites on a away game on a Thursday. That's pretty nuts. Man, it is pretty nuts. Um, Sam Darnold, though, you know, he's uh, away from the gates, and that means he gets to be good now. Um, so, by the way, Teddy Bridgewater also crossed a uh, cross pass with Adam Gates, didn't he? he did. Yeah, back he did. in yep. 2018 uh, preseason and offseason, he did. So he's got a little – I think Adam Gates might be good luck Chuck. <laughs> when you get away from him. Right, as soon as you get away from him, you, you become the one. So does that mean if Joe um, Flacco goes into the lineup for the Eagles this year, he's going to ball out? You never know. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, you know what? I'm going to take the eight. I'm going to take the eight points. Mm. I think the, the Texans established the run, and that allows them to stay in the game. Phil, you like Phil. No surprise there. Uh, I'll uh, I'll say it's a double-digit point win for the Panthers. They're going to try to uh, show their dominance in front of the country tonight. Mace? Yeah, I, I can't pick against the Panthers in this one. Um, and the, the Texans being able to run, that is something that could mess things up a, a little bit here. But you figure the Panthers are going to are, are going to play the run heavy. And oh, by the way, Carolina's allowed a grand total of 93 rushing yards in two games. So their wow. defense is playing well. Houston will try to run, but Carolina should have what it takes to neutralize that. And I think it's, I don't think it's a, a butt kicking, but I think it's a comfortable win of say 23 to 10, very workmanlike game for Carolina that gets them to three. There you go. Well, if you agree with Ryan or you agree with Mason, I, you can get in on the action over at DraftKings Sportsbook, but it doesn't matter who you agree with over at DraftKings Sportsbook because all you have to do is place a $1 bet on DraftKings Sportsbook on any game this week. So you can do it. You can do it on tonight's game. You can do it on any college game. You can do it on the NFL games this weekend. And you'll get $150 in free bets. And guys, I tell you what, these free bets are very legit. You get them. You can place them right away. And all you have to do is bet $1 to get those $150 in free bets. Once you win that bet, boom, that money is yours right there. And this is the perfect time for me. This is my favorite time betting season because you get Thursday night. Then there's actually a couple good Friday football games tomorrow in college. Then there's some great games on Saturday, specifically in the morning. And then Sunday, NFL Monday. Boom! I, it, it is perfect. I love this time of year. And DraftKings Sportsbook not only is a great place to go, but they have the best uh, odds boosters out there. It makes it so much fun, even if you're sitting there on a Saturday and you don't care about the teams. Get in on an odds boost and you will be having a blast. So check them out over at DraftKings Sportsbook and use the promo code DNVR to get $150 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet on a game. Uh, DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You mentioned free bets. How about free sporting events, Zach? Free sporting oh, events. That's what you can get over at Infinity Park in Glendale. Um, they've got the American Raptors over there. Now, they've, come, they've gone through a couple different team names, but the American Raptors uh, were formerly known as the Colorado XOs. And the way uh, that they were formed is they invited former professional athletes from all different sports, football, basketball, soccer, baseball, and said, hey, you guys should try 
to play rugby and potentially one day become um, a, a member of the USA rugby team, try to help them win a World Cup. So they formed the American Raptors, and this team plays down there uh, at Infinity Park in Glendale, and it, they're really fun to watch. You know, again, it's really high-level athletes uh, from all different sports coming together, and they were 5-5 five and five last year in their first ever season. So uh, they might be on to something here. Uh, and you got to go down there and check it out. It's a great time, way to get, great way to get the kids outside, you know, running around. If you don't want to bring the kids, it's a great place to go drinking. Uh, so uh, enjoy a, an American Raptors game over there at Infinity Park. And not everything is free. And you can go watch the American Raptors for free. And you can't get everything at Solace Meds for free. But you can get a free King Cone or Solace Bar from Solace Meds when you make an order and include the code DNBR. Of course, Solace Meds, S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com is a premier dispensary here in Colorado with some great deals going on this month, including Can America Gummies, 25% off, Strains Tinctures, 20% off, Rockin' Cartridges, 25% off, Glacier Concentrates, 20% off. And like I said, you make an order and use that code DNBR20, you get 20% off your order. And you get that free King Cone or Solace Barter. So check that out. Solace Meds has four convenient locations in Fort Collins, in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway in Denver, and one on East Colfax, just blocks away from the DNVR bar. You go to solacemeds.com, S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com. Check out their menu, order online. Use that code DNVR20 and purchase from there. And, of course, you get that free Solace Bar or King Cone. So, hey, sometimes the best things in life are free. People love those Solace Bars. You may want to check that out over at Solace Meds with four locations in Colorado. And speaking I'm so happy of... That, I'm so happy that Mace got manscaped in Solace Meds. <laughs> I think, I really think, I think you guys did the manscaped thing on purpose that you left that for me. I, I, I you think know, there was intent. It was, it was, it was for everyone. It was for Mace, everyone. Is, uh, Mace is high on life and he's lighter below the belt now. So that's, that's good oh, for everyone. Yeah. I, 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 I need all that. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of the greater things in life, guys, let's hop into our comment section. And for those tuning in live, please hit us with a thumbs up on YouTube, a like, we'd really appreciate it. Subscribe, turn on alerts. So, you know, when we're going live and speaking of going live, we go live after every single Broncos game. So right when the Broncos game's over, Hop over to YouTube where we will be going live shortly after. Again, please hit us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. And if you want to get your question read on the pod, go to thednvr.com. Make sure you remember. Then at the top of the screen, click on podcast. Click on Broncos podcast. Click on the first one that pops up. Scroll to the bottom of the page. And then you will be able to leave your comment if you remember. And guys, let's talk to the people that have done that. First one coming in from Pig Tosser 66 He says, got to be happy with two double-digit wins on the road with the team still making enough mistakes to keep them from getting ahead of themselves. I'm worried about the offensive line some, but not sounding the alarms just yet. A big takeaway I have from these first two weeks is that Javante Williams is a special back. His pass pro, especially for a rookie, allows him to be on the field on any down and distance. But the way he runs has me thinking we are watching a top 10 back. If he gets carries, he should. He is a quick and powerful and delivers punishment to defenders that get in his way. I think he should be a starter immediately and get the lion's share of the carries especially early because the dude is going to wear down the defense if you let him then bring Melvin in and let him do his thing Javante is getting the extra couple of yards that that are the difference between second and eight and second and six it's time to give him the keys he's ready 
He mentioned the pass pro. He is, according to Pro Football Focus, guys, Javante Williams is a top 10 running back in pass pro in two games. They give him an 82.7 grade, which is actually ninth just ahead of Saquon Barkley. He's had seven pass pro opportunities. No pressures allowed. There you go right there. And he's doing a great job of diagnosing rushers as they come in. And he's frankly, he's bailed out the offensive line a couple of times already. And that's and a, he's making uh, rushers think twice about coming after him. Seriously. Yeah. And that that's a big reason why Vic Fangio said a couple weeks ago that he trusts him in any situation, because I guarantee you, if he wasn't good in pass pro, Vic would not be saying that. And they wouldn't be putting him in there on, on passing downs because Melvin Gordon is good enough. I mean, if, if you had a rookie, let's say Javante Williams wasn't good in pass pro, you feel comfortable putting Melvin Gordon back there to protect Teddy. But because Javante is so good, you feel very comfortable in that. So Javante Williams, he's been he's been nothing uh, but, but an incredible, I shouldn't even say surprise because we knew he was going to be good but he he has absolutely lived up to that and uh, I think it's a great point pig tosser 66 about him getting those extra yards because right now the line isn't creating those yards so it's key for the running backs to, to make sure they're getting not just the two yards uh, after the line but uh, you know that extra third and fourth yard as well yeah gotta get those yards and gotta gotta win some one-on-one matchups those running backs um, even if it's in a phone booth you know just get by a guy just a little bit to be able to fall forward and, and get the team on schedule. seems like Javante has been better. Like I said, I would probably start moving things towards Javante. Maybe on, if only to light a little bit of a fire under Melvin Gordon. Um, because again, Melvin Gordon, a very accomplished back. He's also a very good back. So, um, you know, you want both of them going, but it's clear through two games that, uh, you know, Javante has earned the right to get a couple more carries. Yeah, without a doubt. So great, great point there, Pig Tosser. Next one from Mr. Undrafted. The Lions are talking about trading Jamie Collins. What would you guys trade for him? Do you think him and Vaughn could be a good duo? Hmm, it's interesting. Let's let's hope you don't get Jamie Collins, who Peyton Manning chose to exploit back in the 2015 AFC Championship game. The thing, the thing with his contract, if if you did trade for him you'd be looking at a number of, for this year, take, take off a couple of weeks, but you'd probably looking at a number right around three points, about $3.5 million, $3.6 million. His cap number for next year is $10 million. But because if, you, if the Lions traded him, they'd be assuming all, all the guarantees. You could cut him or restructure and make that number a little bit better. I think... The question is, is Jamie Collins and taking on what's left of his contract for this year and the next year, is that worth eating into your cap space when you're facing a lot of re-signings next offseason? You're probably going to have to spend more at quarterback one way or the other next offseason, and you need all that carryover. It's, I think if it's just a football move, I think Jamie Collins makes sense, but an overall roster-building move, I'm not sure it does. Really huge shout out to Jordan Kennedy again coming in with a a super chat. Just insane. I mean, I don't know if you saw Jordan, but uh, right when you drop that in, Ryan and I both uh, had a big smile. We're just shocked at your generosity. Thank you so much for rolling with us. Uh, And to me, the $3.5 million for Jamie Collins this year doesn't bother me one bit. It's just if you think he's going – he's really been an up-and-down player in his career. If you think he's on the up, then it's totally worth it. But – 
De- him and Detroit just are not on the same page right now. That that would be something that I would look into. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. All I can think about is how Jordan Kennedy is greater than Michael Jordan. <laughs> it is very true. The best Kennedy, potentially. <laughs> mm, yes, and and all the Kennedys. <laughs> yes. Mace, next uh, one's for you. Oh, yeah, we got to, we're hearing from... Our good friend. Wait, Count- Ryan, did yeah, did Joey you see Count- this name change? Name change, huge name change. We absolutely <laughs> love yeah. to see it. Yes. And Count Brigula. Count- yes, and speaking of Brigula and Bridgewater, he says, let's say that Teddy continues to play in roughly the same manner that he's exhibited in the first two games. Can you compare this team to any non-Broncos squad over the last three decades? Love the count. This is a question <sighs> right for Mace's. Uh, right for yeah. Mace. You know what? Um, if he plays this way, and maybe maybe the efficiency rating goes down just a little bit, it's actually going to go back a little more than three, slightly more than three decades. But he counts Bill Parcells as his mentor, and I recall those '80s Giants teams that had a great defense and some underrated skill players, including a t- good, very very good tight end, Mark Bavaro. And Phil Sims just pressing all the right buttons in terms of accuracy for his day, leadership. He was the unquestioned leader of that team. And so if Teddy keeps playing like this and the defense keeps playing well, you get some kind of 1986 Giants vibes from this unit. Nice. I like that. Yeah, they, um, And they want it all. So that, that that's... It's a bold statement, but if they keep doing these things, they're going to win a hell of a lot of football games this year. I'm trying to think of a more recent team. Great defense, really good offensive weapons, and a quarterback who just steers the ship. And nothing is, like, popping out to me instantly, but there's got to be one. Oh, bucks. Because Brad Johnson had a very good year that year. And do they still have Keyshawn? They did have Keyshawn, yes. And so they had they had Keyshawn, they had Mike Allstott as the fullback in the backfield. They had they had some weapons, but then you looked at that defense and they had Hall of Famers at every line of defense that year. Ryan, how how surprised are you that Mace compared it to a Bucks team? Honestly, though, it was pretty spot on. He he avoided the Bucks in the first comp, uh, the first comp. It's true. And, uh, it's true. and got him in the second comp. So well, I, kinda, I, I respect it. I wanted to steer it because the because the count brought up Teddy, and I kind of wanted to steer it there because. I think the Parcells influence on Bridgewater is really profound. And if you're looking at Teddy Bridgewater extending it beyond this year and potentially being a multi-year solution, it's going to look a lot like how Phil Sims led the Giants back in the day. Yeah, I was I was thinking like the 2001 Bucks, but that was a little too on the nose for me too. <laughs> Next one coming in from Broncolic711. Hey guys, love the new Teddy DNVR shirt, and I still need to get mine. I picked that up, or I picked up that the pose is supposed to have something to do with the DNVR strut. I guess. Yeah, RK, you still need to work on that. LOL. But thought I would throw in a little extra meaning for why I think it's cool. When throwing the football, the correct quarterback footwork mechanics are to push off his back toe rocking onto the heel then toe off of his front foot whenever i try to teach whenever i try to teach it i say go from heel to toe 
heel toe. The concept is really exaggerated on the shirt, but couldn't resist pointing out that the extra iconic thing about it. Think Teddy has obviously proven why he has the correct choice to be the starter. Let's go, Teddy, and let's go, Broncos. Yeah, it's funny. Um, you know, D-Line Co., who designs our shirt, was talking about that. He's a huge quarterback mechanics guy. Um, so he was saying, like, oh, I really want to make sure, sure this shirt has the right quarterback uh, mechanics pushing off from heel to toe. Speaking really of D-Line, lesson. though, speaking of D-Line and, and the Teddy shirt, today the three-year anniversary of what started as the BSN Denver locker and has, of course, evolved into the DNVR locker. So uh, uh, a joyous that? day. And honestly – um, you know, again, three year, a three year anniversary of what was really a transformative moment, I think, for the company. Without a doubt. Yeah, we can we can make T-shirts and we're proud of it. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, you got you got to grab the shirt. And uh, I'm glad that it has good, good mechanics. Uh, the Teddy strut comes from the viral video of him. I, I, was that did he know that? Or did he think that that was us? I, I don't I don't think I don't he does. Know. It's 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 a viral video of Teddy. It's a high school game, I, I imagine, a high school football game. It's Back his in old high school, yeah. Yep. And he's behind yep. all the the cheerleaders are doing that are doing a strut, and he's just he walks behind them. He's doing the same strut as they are. And he's just you know moving his head around. He's having he's just having a good time. Yeah, it's uh... it's so cool to see him do that. Like on a on a bye week, this is the guy who goes back to his high school. Totally, I love that. That's just awesome. Yeah, that is so cool and is down on the field with them. Next one from Melbourne Bronco. Hi, guys. I have to agree with Jason17 yesterday. IPA equals insipid putrid ale. Oh, no. He says, give me a draft beer anytime. My question, who wins this week's games? Cheers. Uh, uh, Well, who wins what? All of the games? (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know, but I think, I think we probably hit it in, uh, with going around the AFC West. All right. We got the Broncos, got the AFC West. We got Thursday night football. Ooh, we got... Guys, there's since he gave me this opportunity, yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe it, but we're not going to be able to talk about it. Sunday night's football game. The green Bay Packers are three to three and a half point favorites plus plus one fifty. Again, I can't believe I'm saying it, but. I love that. I love everything about it. And I know the last couple times they've went out and played San Francisco, it's been very bad for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. But because Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay had that nightmare two weeks ago, I don't think they're going to let that uh, go again. Jordan Kennedy making it rain on us over here. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. I think this is a little anniversary (laughs) present from Jordan Kennedy. This is awesome. That's what he said. We appreciate it. I'll uh... (laughs) – I'll slip a little twenty to Eric after this. Get him a nice haircut or something. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm. This is one week where I wish the Broncos were playing at 11 a.m. because you've got that Bucks Rams game in the afternoon. That's going to be absolute fire. And then yeah. Packers 49ers there at night that you really, that you really want to keep an eye on. I agree with you, Zach. I, I wouldn't go against the Packers in this one. I am worried for my Bucks against the Rams though because the Rams. Went Don't down be. to Tampa, beat them last, beat them last year, and the play action game is working amazingly for the Rams right now. Jason Pierre-Paul looks like he's not going to play Sunday, so mm. little little nervous about this one. You'll be fine, Mace. They'll they'll take care of business. Don't worry. All right, I'm just you know the the D is looking a little shaky, and you just took and oh, and, wow. and you took out one of the alpha pace rush. Yeah, <laughs> take alpha one of those summer pills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you don't want it to be shaken anymore. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, next one's from Dan Burke. He says, Hey guys, should be moving on. Uh, should moving on too soon from a Justin from Justin Holland to be considered a bigger blunder than it is. I feel like people don't talk about it enough, but he'd be really useful right about now. I know they wanted to get him on the practice squad, but everyone and their mother knew the Rams were going to claim him off waivers. Also on the topic of Hollins, I'm definitely pro moving Browning to edge full time. I didn't see much in college in terms of processing from the inside linebacker position. That suggests he'll be able to contribute significantly anytime soon. But I did see potential when he came to the edge as a rusher. What do y'all think? Well, with with Hollins, yeah, I mean, I th- I think we talked about it last year. They, they clear the Broncos clearly made a mistake uh, and tried to, in terms of how they handled him when he was here, and then also by by moving on from him. And clearly, with what he's doing at, out in Los Angeles, they they made a huge mistake. And I said it yesterday: if they move Baron Browning to the outside, that's it. Keep him there. Don't touch him again. He's there forever, at least for the rest of this year. What you can't do is keep bouncing him around or try to have him do both. He's too young. He needs to concentrate on one position. So if you want to move him to the outside, that's the last move he makes this year. I mean, the question is, though, if you, I, I agree with you, Zach. If you move him there, you keep him there. The question is, in terms of what we've already seen from Jonathan Cooper, does that push him kind of further down the list if you – put him over there on the edge does he end up being you know your fourth your, your fourth edge rusher long term then uh, don't move him there yeah that, that that's the one thing but it's that, that's point. the one thing that would that would make me hesitant but he but i do agree wherever he goes yes stick him there do not have him going back and forth it's kind of stop this position shifting and you know any and that while pat sertan could handle it okay i don't even like him playing so many spots let them get one spot down well before you start trying to add on to that i completely agree and yeah the justin hollins miss haunts them to this day you know it it made no sense they they handled it poorly and it it, and it's you know it's hurting them right now without a doubt next one from aviator chris he says hey y'all representing the denver broncos today on my flight back to new york today to see some friends and family for the weekend looking forward to playing golf on sunday with the boys and then watching the game of course got my manscape products to keep me cool right on you got that travel bag too aviator chris he says who do you guys think is the biggest matchup nightmare for both teams hopefully we make it to three and oh and keep the momentum rolling keep up the great work broncos country this is pretty easy for me i think for the Jets against the Broncos, from the Broncos' perspective, the matchup nightmare is Quinn and Williams against the interior yep, D-line. We've already seen Leonard say. Williams blow up the Broncos' interior O-line so far this year. And then on the other side, Mekhi Becton still hurt. Von Miller coming off the edge is going to be a major, major problem for Zach Wilson and the, and the blocking scheme of the Jets. Yep, you nailed exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah oh, I, sorry. It, no, me <laughs> no. as well. You, you, you hit it. You hit it on the head. All right, next one coming in from Submarine Bronco. Why haven't the green or why doesn't the green dot go directly to Justin Simmons with Jewel out? Seems like the obvious move to me. Go Broncos. I mean, it's a little slightly unconventional, but it makes sense to me. You want the guy who knows the scheme best, knows how to to relay the calls, and uh, usually you like it to be a linebacker, but. Um... Justin Simmons, he's he's the Iron Man, right? I mean, the guy had you know, well, look, on wood that uh, he'll he he won't miss any plays going forward. So, I, I kind of agree. I think Simmons ought to be the green dot guy. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and I think I mean he he talked about it yesterday, Justin, and he said all the communication is now on him uh, and uh, and Kareem Jackson for the defense. So yeah, it it should be if the communication is all is all going all through them, then it it should start with Vic talking to him. What I was going to say is the main reason that you often use a linebacker in that position is because they can communicate with pretty much everyone on the defense from where they stand in the middle. You know what I mean? It's easy right. for them to yell something to uh, someone on the defensive line. It's easy for them to turn around and talk to the safeties. The hardest, I guess, would be the corners on the outside, but they can they can usually communicate with them as well. Yep, I agree. All right, guys, we're rounding them out here with next one from Ohio, Bronco Alex. He says, injuries happen, boys. Chubb will bounce back strong for the second half of the season and play well. I believe we should all pump the brakes and realize Chubb's injury could be a blessing and we could end up getting a discount price on Chubb's next contract. What are your thoughts? Well, Ohio Bronx, Alex, I would agree with that or see where you're coming from if he didn't have the fifth-year option. So he was only able to play the final seven games of this season and then his numbers aren't good this year, so you get him on a discount. But he has all of next season to then just bounce back and have a monster season and then you're paying him monster money. Yeah, and then if he doesn't stay healthy, if he has further injuries, as he has to this point, then you get your answer either way. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. I heard some people on the radio yesterday talking about how the Broncos still have to decide on the fifth-year option. No, that's already been decided. It's happened. It is, it it's is already been decided, decided and, you, and the way it's structured now in the new CBA, there's no going back. It's not. It used to be that you could take it. You you could actually take it back for non-injury reasons up to. I believe March of the following year, but that provision is out the window. Once you make the commitment, you're on the hook. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So he is here for 2020 as well. And guys, last one coming in from Steve is the worst. My boys, I have to pick a bone with some members of Broncos country. No one should be calling Bradley Chubb a bust under any circumstances. Besides, it's not like we don't have a more than serviceable option in Malik Reed, who will at the very least perform at a moderate level. P.S. Did you guys know we could have drafted Josh Allen and had 15 Super Bowl wins right now? What a shame. <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a bone to pick with Steve. If you're going to say something so declarative, you at least have to back it up. Why? Why should people not be calling Bradley Chubb a bust? Um, I personally agree with there. There should be another word for a player who is derailed by injuries um, because bust has such a negative connotation. And it really sounds like they did something wrong. I don't really think Bradley has done anything wrong. He, But you cannot argue with the fact that he has not lived up to the expectations of a number five overall pick. So. There needs to be another word that you throw in there to be able to describe that. I think that's along the lines of what he meant. But if you're going to come in and say no one should say that under any circumstances, you got to at least explain why. Is disappointment too strong a word then? No. No, okay. because I, I think you can. Word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's been disappointing. The pick has been disappointing. And uh, revision in history, you can do it in any draft, but it. It's true. The Broncos could have drafted Josh Allen. I mean, and, and and it's not like we're saying the you know that they had a great quarterback here already. No, the Broncos had Case Keenum, who to their admission, he was really only a one-year quarterback when they signed him because of the way of his contract. So they should have been looking for that long-term guy in that draft, anyways. But Steve, I see well, where you say where, where you're coming from. I wouldn't call Bradley Chubb a bust, but yeah, disappointment's a good word, Mace. Yeah, and the sin of this is that. You had Josh Allen for a week to coach him, 
to be in meetings with him, to be around him. And something was obviously wrong in your evaluations because if you had him and said, okay, we, we don't want this guy, what was up? What were you not looking at? I will say he, he made a massive jump um, that not a lot of people were expecting. It's not like he walked on the field and everyone said, oh, man, this guy was a hit. You know, kind of like a Deshaun Watson right. who, like, his first game, you were like, oh, yeah, he's, he's good to go. But um, do you remember so, that week, though, down in Mobile that he, Baker Mayfield was the better quarterback of the two, clearly, but, but, but Allen got better day to day. That was, I thought, yeah. the interesting thing about that week is that you got to Thursday's practice and Josh Allen looked on the same level as Baker Mayfield. Which I'll was never forget stunning. that the Broncos got all of the quarterbacks. Anyone <laughs> who was an NFL prospect or quarterback, they got on, the, on Vance Joseph's senior bowl team and they still lost the game. And I thought to myself, <laughs> this is a big problem. This is a big problem. And they we literally badly. joked about that. We, yeah. we joked about that before the game. I remember we were in, uh, in the airport, the new Orleans airport coming home. We said, man, if they, if they lose this game, John always should just pick up the phone and be like, Vance, I'll, I'll take you wherever you need to go, but you're not coming back to Denver. I believe there were people on social media saying after that game that, Boy, I mean, what good is this guy? You just fire him now. Yeah. After the senior bowl. I mean, think I mean, about he, that for a moment. He had two future Pro Bowl quarterbacks on his yeah. team when the other team was starting Kyle Lauletta. Oh, man. Didn't they get whacked, too? Yeah, the, 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 the score was like, I'm going to look it up here. I'm not going to say. I think it was like 17 to 3 or something. No, it was like 45 to 16. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, they got smoked. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's hope that's the, the Broncos score this week. 45? Is that really what it was? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wax. Oh, that's embarrassing. They got embarrassed in the senior bowl. Yeah. Embarrassed you know in the senior that bowl. Is? And that was Vance's last year. But now he's doing been his with, last with game. your Cardinals. Have you seen him down there, Ryan? I haven't. Um, maybe I'll. No, never mind. I was gonna say I was gonna make a joke, but you know what? Let's try to end this on a positive note. You know what? We've been saying the word "bust" around here, and if you feel dirty after saying the word "bust," you got to get your mouth cleaned over at Green Mountain Dental. Well, they will take care of you, guys. You're going to see the dentist two times a year, anyways. Might as well go to a place that's going to treat you like family because they're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area. You might as well go to a place where you can talk Colorado sports. You'll just sit there, talk Colorado sports with them, and then also might as well go to a place that's going to treat you like family because just like a good family member they give you a free sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them that's all you have to do go to the dentist and you get a free sonicare toothbrush to schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam they're a longtime partner of ours so supporting them is supporting us they're only 15 minute drive from downtown denver and again schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam and you'll get a free sonicare toothbrush from our friends over at green mountain dental well fellas that'll do it for us this week we can't wait to talk to you about this game after the game wraps up so make sure to join us on youtube right after that but for ryan koningsberg andrew mason i'm zach stevens thank you all so much for rolling with us this week we really appreciate it and have a heck of a weekend we'll see you right after the game you roll out the truck and took a country drive
taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com <laughs> 